obviously, if you were in Egypt uh, 3,500 years ago, it was a bit tumultuous uh, yeah. on, on the days and weeks <laughs> coming up to Passover. If you are standing at the cross with your best friend who's now on the cross and wondering, now what? It was a bit tumultuous, too. Yeah. And a lot of times, the, the before we jump into this, we're going to pray, and then we're going to look at heaven and earth. And I just want to just give that word as we're getting ready to pray is, no matter what you're going through, we get a lot of prayer requests, and you may be dealing with the issues of your life or the issues of family members or loved ones. And I just want to give you this simple word. You know, it's not just about earth. It's about eternity. It's not just happening here. There's stuff going on right now that are dealing with uh, what you're going through. There are prayers that have been prayed. There's people that are interceding. There's there's issues. There's angels. There's God himself on the throne who's working in the midst of it. And just because you can't see in the moment what's going on <laughs> doesn't mean that nothing's going on. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, it's the, the storm around us that we forget that God rides the, the those clouds. As said, He rides those storms. And I love that verse because it just reminds us, you know, it's, it's like a horse to him. <laughs> you know, it's, mm -hmm. To us, we're going, ah! But it, it's just... Uh, it's a, a means of travel. That's everything is under his feet, including your biggest need right now. Father, we just come to you with such joy and such confidence. Lord, we know that we deserve the very worst, but you have determined to give us the very best. Lord, if, it, if we had to come to you on worth, we have no mm. reason to come to you. We should be afraid. We have nothing to give, nothing to defend, nothing to claim, nothing to hope. But, Lord, because we can come through the blood of Jesus, suddenly we are your sons and your daughters. Suddenly we have been made perfect. Mm -hmm. Suddenly we can make every appeal. And, Lord, there are some who are just been praying and they're just not seeing the end. Some are dealing with sickness. Some are dealing with death. Some are dealing with suffering. Some are dealing with confusion. Some are dealing with lack. Lord, there's just so many across the spectrum. And some, the greatest lack of their life is you. So, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you begin to move in hearts mm -hmm. right now. Right. Father, you would begin to draw them near. Even as we talk about Passover, when you drew us near and you took us through the storms, through the sea, through the desert, through the wilderness, through all of these things to remind us that you are the God that takes us through. Mm -hmm. And you don't stop until you get us there. So, Lord, we ask that you would save to the uttermost. Father, they would heal to the uttermost, that you'd provide to the uttermost. And Father, you would strengthen, that you'd renew, that you'd release grace and mercy and your kindness right now on lives until they overflow with you. Lord, it's our desire that we might look just like you. So take us through to that place, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are talking Passover, and I think if there's any part that's the most important to me, this is the part. There is a lamb in heaven and a rider on earth. Hallelujah. This is the armies of God. This is what it's all about. If you could wrap it up. In the book of Revelation, the name of Jesus is used 14 times. But the lamb is used 33 times. Mm. That's significant. In Revelation, the lamb opens the scroll seal by seal, releasing the wrath of the Lord. He keeps the Lamb's book of life. Mm -hmm. The marriage and marriage supper of the Lamb occur. 
The 12 apostles are called apostles of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. The Lamb is the, the light in the temple. He's actually the temple and the light of the New Jerusalem. And the throne is called the throne of God and of the Lamb. Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Revelation is written from two perspectives at the same time. What's happening on earth in time, what's happening at the same time in the heavenlies in eternity. Mm -hmm. So look at Revelation 19. First we see into heaven. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for the Lord, oh God, yep. Lord God Almighty reigns. And we're getting to you know, experience the thunder down here. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come. Then the angel said to me, Write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he said, These are the true words of God, for it's the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Passover, this meal we eat each year, this is the wedding supper mm-hmm. of the Lamb. This is what we're going to eat with him. That's why he wants us to eat it here. So that's what's going on in heaven, is the wedding supper. What is it that's going on on earth at the same time, same chapter, that we need to be mindful of this? What is Passover really about? Right. And this is what you saw in Egypt. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, dressed in fine linen, white and clean, coming out of his mouth as a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. Now, in Egypt, this death angel, that is Jesus, came, killed the firstborn of every Egyptian as well as all the animals. But, of course, this story takes us to Revelation. This is us. This is the bride. This is the church riding with Jesus in the end times. And then I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and the armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on his behalf. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The rest were killed with a sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. Mm-hmm. So that is a... Uh, you saw Egypt and the, and the plagues and all that came. This is after. This is what it was all about. The wedding supper is here. And heaven, there's a wedding and a wedding supper on earthly equivalent. What does it look like? The judgment of the ones who kept us apart. Mm-hmm. That's how God sees it. Mm. It's a spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. Eating this meal is us prophesying what is to come. See, and when you eat Passover, the last thing you say is next year in Jerusalem. Next year in Jerusalem. But what should you really say, prophetically speaking? November. We're late. We're going. Yeah, we're, to be in. we're actually going to be there yeah. <laughs> this year in Jerusalem. <laughs> so normally you would say we'll eat the Passover next year in Jerusalem, but we can say this year we eat here next year in the new. Jerusalem, because that's what it's really about. Mm -hmm. It's prophetically looking towards where we're going. Right.